Man, I went to fucking Burger King yesterday. I just hate going to like fast food places now. Guess how much a Whopper, a chicken sandwich, nuggets, and fries were? A Whopper, chicken sandwich, nuggets, and fries. Okay, okay. Fifteen sixty-nine. Twenty dollars. Damn. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Any any fast food place you go to now, it's twenty dollars, dude. You could have gone to like you know some place that doesn't have shitty food. And spend twenty dollars. That's that's my thing. It's like, dude, I'm here for shit. <laughs> I don't want to pay twenty dollars for this. I know what I'm doing to myself. Did you ask for a refund or a manager? <laughs> I asked for ketchup and ranch, and like was on my way. But and it's just like, dude, so, so a chicken sandwich, a chicken sandwich, a whopper, and oh, original chicken sandwich. That used to be like two dollars. Mm. So has the chicken gotten better? It hasn't. That's the thing. It's all the same shit, but it's just more expensive now. Just like everything else is more expensive now. People are bitching about gas prices and everything like that. And yes, dude, I'm. I saw a guy on the I gas is nice. Yeah, I saw a guy on TikTok, right? So he's talking mm-hmm. about you guys bitching about cars, huh? So let me show you. And he has literally like an RV that's like a tour bus, and then he's like filling it up, and he goes, "What's that like? I don't know. Was that six hundred bucks or something like that?" And I was like. Then I googled the RV because I can't fucking like I just that was a hunt. It was like the RV itself I think costed like one million dollars that he was right. It literally looked like a to- like guy. You're dr- and I get it. Maybe that's his house, but like at that point, I doubt he's living mm, in a million dollar like, RV as yeah, a house. Like you kind of negate your like. Point. I get it. Gas is high, but you know. Maybe you don't. I hate that, <laughs> but like you know, like hey man, I get like, it. I get it. Did you know gas like right food. now is what it was? And if you watch I Am Legend, like I saw this meme, and mm-hmm. they have like increased insanely high gas prices compared to mm-hmm. that time, and we've kind of superseded that. Yeah, well, you know, in a time like this where everybody's in a crisis, things are more expensive than ever, I think the world needed Kim Kardashian to give everybody some financial advice. Yeah, because, you know, if you're a woman, a businesswoman, and you need advice kim k kim k got you so i'm gonna go ahead and share that clip because you know why the fuck not i have the best advice for women in business get your fucking ass up and work it seems like nobody wants to work these days you have to you have to surround yourself with people that want to work that's have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life no toxic work environments and show up and do the work if you're the smartest person in that room you've got to go to another room like you don't i want to be around really successful people because that's going to drive me to be successful a lot of people get intimidated to be in a room full of smart thinkers wealthy people whatever it is i want to be in that room if you're the smartest person in your room you gotta go to a different room why is uh why is their mom dressed like trinity from the matrix So there, so this has pissed off a lot of people on the internet. A lot of women, I guess. Twitter was like just going in on them and everybody. Else. Like, I get it. I get I it. I love it. I know. I love it. It's <laughs> just like, it's like, hey man, you know. I think w- that's the thing with successful people. They got to give us the algorithm on how to become successful and rich. And you know, people just aren't working, Jess. Yeah. Nobody you, wants to. You gotta work. get. You gotta get up, and the, you gotta get up your ass, and you gotta. Okay, so why 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 are people so mad? Like somebody posted, somebody was playing devil's advocate. They're like, "Well, it's good advice. It's it's not that it's not good advice. It, it's kind of like who the advice is coming from, you know." Um, and I think there's like an episode where her sister literally says, but I hate working. Like somebody tweeted that <laughs> like after that's the thing. That's the thing with the Internet. That's the thing with having these shows. Right. Um, and so a lot of people are like, OK. So we're, we're just for perspective. Right. Just for perspective. Um, Robert Kardashian was worth at the time of his death, 30 million dollars. Right. And Caitlyn, who was at that time when um, she married uh, Kim's Chris. mom, um, Chris, in 1991, was worth $100 million. So, yeah. Um, 
when you have that kind of influence, that kind of money, it's kind of easier to make connections with people, you know? So I, I, you're, you're already coming from a solid foundation, just yeah. for comparison here. Yeah. Uh, you know, we like to be kind of open. Like our parents came from India when we were very young. Their biggest thing was just, hey, let's bring them to this other country. So they did their part. They had minimum wage jobs. They did and provided the best for us that they could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're super thankful for that. Now, like if we would have and then we, you know, took the baton from there and grinded and worked and, you know, and kind of are working our ways to progressing up from that and going from there. And then but like if you're telling me just like if you had a foundation where you were already a millionaire when you were a kid. It, it's just it might be a little easier. You know, it, it just might be a little bit easier and that's why people especially right now after everything we just talked about i don't i think the last person people that are people are going through it the last thing they want to hear is a um are they billionaires or millionaires i can't even there's so like much hundred millionaires. millionaires yeah i think i don't know if they're i I'm probably like when you add up all of their wealth the kardashian clan is over maybe a billion because i know kylie was at like 700 million and like yeah. a few years ago she was like the youngest billionaire or something so but yeah so, yeah, I think the last thing people, that's why people are kind of pissed off is the last thing they wanted in a, in a time of financial crisis where gas is costing this much, you know, people. Burgers are costing. costing whoppers are fucking bankrupting Guggen. Like we, <laughs> we don't, we, we, we don't need to hear it. Okay. We don't, we don't need to is hear it. Is it good advice it though? Is. You said, you said, Hey, it's good advice, but it's from, the, is it good? What's the advice? Work hard. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's not good advice. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I, I, yes. It's, it's not that simple. Work hard. Yes. Work hard is. Yeah. It's not like you relayed out some kind of fucking blueprint blueprint to, there's a blueprint there, but let's not get into that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that. So, you, you know, again, the person that it's coming from, dude. Like, mm -hmm. work hard. Uh, it. Okay, what What are you doing? Like, yes, dude. That's the thing now. Grind, grind, work hard, and move up. But like, yeah, like I, I just think like rich people stop giving like people advice like mm -hmm. everybody's situation is different especially when it's such generic if you're the smartest person in the room you gotta go a different room because that's how you learn and you grow it's like it's like bro it's just like fucking cliches they're just throwing out just cliches and it's just like man nobody gives a fuck what you think and then the thing that for me made it funnier was that this was their advice to women because women is like their biggest like women are like their biggest demographic fans wise and it's like you just you're just shitting on a lot of your fucking fans get off like, your hey, fucking ass and work yeah it's like mm, i wonder what a day for kim kardashian is like um your trainer comes to your house you know like you wake up in the morning your trainer comes to your house probably exercises you your chef has your breakfast ready um and then your assistant or whatever already has your day mapped out and then you know your chef probably packs your meals with you to go the nannies are watching the kids and then your driver takes you where you gotta go I'm and sure then she, yes, she she, she, gets her, she probably gets her kids ready you know she has to get her kids ready she has to get pete davidson ready like I'm sure there's, there's a certain, yo ski, we'll go on. Is that Pete Davidson stuff true? That that came out the other day, the screenshots of him and Kanye's yeah. text messages. Yeah, supposedly he texted him that. And... Good for him though. He bodied bodied him. Mm. Though though I'm in bed with you. Kanye's like, where are you at? In bed with you. <laughs> Petey. But. The, like the flip side is Kanye literally makes a video where he claymation de decapitates the guy. So, you know, and it was about time, dude, as a guy, like I was wondering if Pete Davidson was going to say something back, but Hey, and you have to enough about the enough, Kardashian enough. like business advice, <laughs> get off, work hard, get off your ass. And one day you can have a nice ring like this. Mm, look at you. You flashy bastard mm. for those of I, our uh, audio listeners. Jess has his, so Jess wins a fantasy football championship. He gets himself a belt um, and, and a, a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ring. <laughs> like, if I, if I win one more fantasy championship, I'm gonna have I'm gonna, gonna have, have a sta bronze statue in, yeah. in his fucking front yard. It's gonna be like just get your ass off and work. You know. Yeah, you gotta work. You for gotta it, work man. for it. That's you gotta thing. work for it. Oh, My man. wife doesn't uh, know how much this cost. <laughs> 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 Oh man. 
So uh, man, we, 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 we've been gone for a couple of weeks, you know, um, but, you know, we got to get back up off our asses and start working. Jess, you got to stand up. We got we got to record standing up today because Kim Kardashian. Uh, yeah. No, no, wait, she actually just said that to women. So I think we're fine. We're good. Um, we're solid. And, uh, and, you know, so this is our fucking Batman review. We're going to be we're just give you guys a rundown of the things we're going to be talking about. Uh, Batman spoilers, heavy review. It's been out for a couple weeks now, guys. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've gone out and watched the movie by now. And if you haven't, what are you doing? Uh, go, uh, you know, so we're going to be talking Batman spoilers, in-depth review on There's that. There's literally nothing else out. So, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, before yeah. we um, before we get into the Batman review, do you want to do the, do you want to do the trailers now or do you want to do them at the end? Let's do it now. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it now. We're going to so do a trailer a reaction yeah. to the to the new um, Kenobi, uh, the Star Wars series um that's going to be coming out starring Ewan McGregor. Now, this was always rumored to be like a movie, a trilogy uh, for a while now. And Ewan McGregor has been saying that, hey, man, like, I'm I'm cool. Like, I'll come back. We've seen the character come back um, in the animated series uh, Star Wars Rebels, which I'll touch a little bit about that, uh, you know, after we watch the trailer reaction. But, yeah, this trailer came out a couple days ago. So let's turn on the camera so we can make a YouTube video, too, and do our trailer reaction. Okay, here we go. Wow. So this is your first time seeing this trailer. What are your initial thoughts, dude? That looks fucking... Yeah. I, I thought it was just going to be all on him watch. Like, as soon as they have the opening screen of him watching... That's Luke, right? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was all going to take place there, but no, it looks like... It seems like they're going to be bounty hunting um, Obi-Wan across the galaxy, and I'm still... So those take... are Inquisitors. Yeah. So they're inquisitors. the ones that are hunting Jedi and killing them, because Order 66 has just happened. Yeah. You know, he says in the beginning of the trailer, like, we, we lost. lost. Yeah. And then now, you know, a lot of the Jedi got taken out in Order 66, and then now uh, they're going around hunting and killing the remainder, or remaining Jedi, and, you know fucking it looks There's so like, much to dissect right here yeah i think the duel of the fates is going on yeah uh, like the, the 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 song that's going on in there yeah man, yeah that it was, looks fucking good that was your first time watching it or no no i saw it uh i saw it uh earlier last week when it came out i haven't looked at any of the breakdown videos or anything so I'm, i didn't catch up on all the little bits and pieces and stuff of it but uh you know i do know that those are the inquisitors i like see i was just gonna say that because they bring up the inquisitors in um the star wars video game which is canon i guess the newest one that came out lately so it's cool to see them adapt all these things and man so far they're not missing two right? for two right. will it be three for three and based off of this fucking trailer dude right like I mean, you know it, yeah Hand, at this point like, no more no more star wars movies right let's just let's just keep doing the shows and you know mm-hmm. They're pretty much like movies, but yeah. Yeah, it's a it's at a limited series, so I don't think we're gonna like I don't, if the, that's I fucking say this every time when we talk Star Wars. They pigeonhole themselves. We know what happens with Luke, but then again, it's gonna. I mean, we know what happens with Obi Wan, but it's a big time jump because you could see here he's still young, Luke's still a kid. So we have like maybe like a ten year span, maybe of you know what can be happening with obi-wan and yeah he's not just hidden on tatooine the whole time like he probably goes out and stuff so and then so like you know it'll be cool to follow um so there was one thing that um darth maul was originally written into the show mm-hmm. uh darth maul uh, ray parker was uh ray park i believe is his name the guy that originally played him and he was gonna come back and play him as well but he recently they when they revised the script or whatever they wrote him out because in Star Wars Rebels, actually, so, you know, secret is Darth Maul survives, uh, yeah. you know, after uh, Phantom Menace, he actually survives. And then, you know, he goes on and has another whole character arc. Uh, and in Star Wars Rebels, he finally finds Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan kills him. And he like dies on Tatooine in Obi-Wan's arms. And so like it wouldn't How have romantic. made sense. No, so it wouldn't have made really much sense. But do these yeah. people not age, though? How does Ian McGregor look the fucking same? <laughs> like, he look probably he look better, man. It looks like. Have you guys blood. seen Harry lately? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we haven't know. seen him lately. <laughs> no, if you've seen Harry, put a whatever. Like, there's a reward out there. Like, I've no, <laughs> no. putting a bounty on Harry. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a bounty. We're gonna find him. No, Harry. Um, yeah, 
he'll he'll catch up with us on the next show. Mm-hmm. But what's the next so trailer we got? Next trailer we got is Miss Marvel. You've been waiting eagerly for this one, so I know you're gonna love this. Let's just. Man, the weekend, huh? It could make anything look good, uh, sound and look good. But, um, yeah, man, you know, I think we could relate with this uh, growing up as, like, teenage girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see your face at one time. Like, <laughs> that was the most disinterested, like, <laughs> trailer reaction. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, we were not very, like, some of these trailer reaction videos are over the top. Like, wow, holy fucking shit. Like, you know, and ours were pretty... I mean, I was pretty. The last one, I think, I was more interested in than this yeah. one. It's not. For, I don't think this one's for us. I don't think yeah. everything that Disney makes or Marvel makes um, has to be geared towards fucking. No, us. but I, I just think it's awesome. It's about time Kamala Harris got an origin um, biopic. She <laughs> would one day become the, <laughs> the first lady yeah. vice president of the United States. But no, man, uh, it looks good. I think, uh, you know, like there's little bits and pieces that I did see that, like the daydreaming in high school. Everybody daydreams in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you're just sitting there fantasizing about being a superhero, especially if you live in a world where the Avengers and stuff are real. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I thought that was cool. And yeah, the tone of this is diff- completely different. I think that's what keeps the Marvel stuff fresh that they have. All of these are pretty similar. It's like, hey, it's a superhero origin or it's a superhero series. But, you know, just giving it a different type of tone and feel. And again, you know, I don't think this is necessarily for us. We're not the exact demo for this. Mm-mm. Am I going to watch this? I'm probably not. But, you know, like, it, that's the good thing, dude. Like, when we hear, like, Marvel saying, hey, we got, like, six shows coming out this year. We got four shows coming out this year. And, you know, like, we would look at that like, damn, don't you think that's going to be too many shows? But, like, they're not all for us, you know? So, like. We'll pro- cool, I'll, like, I'll probably end up watching it, but then mm-hmm. are we going to break this down? Probably not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see when it gets there. Um, like it looks cool though. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm happy that they're continuing to make like cool content. And she was a big character in the Avengers video game that came out recently, right? Yeah, she was. She was kind of like the main character. I don't know. Oh, that's what you thought you were getting when you bought that game, didn't you? Yeah. Let's not talk about that game. <laughs> No man, it looks the, cool. The, oh, that game was such a wasted opportunity. They had such good. Um, somebody needs to make a good Avengers game, you know. Like, anyways, because look at Batman. Batman has some great fucking video games, like the Arkham series. I think you you, you and, played all the Arkham series, mm-hmm, haven't you? And now they're making a new. Um, now it's Warner. It's not Rocksteady anymore. It's Warner Brothers Montreal that's taking it over. So we'll see how it is. But I mean. The reason people are kind of iffy is that I think out of all the Batman games, the weakest installment was uh, the Origins game, and that was made by Warner Brothers Montreal. So we'll see how it is. It seems like it's a Batman game without Batman so far from the teasers. It's more like you get to play as um, uh, Bat- uh, Batwoman, Robin, and um, oh man, um, why can I? Nightwing. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And it seems like it has a lot to do with the Crowls. So. Um, Rocksteady's actually making a Suicide Squad game, and that looks amazing. The Suicide Squad so, versus the Justice League, yeah, right? I remember amazing. seeing a trailer yeah. for that a while back. Yeah, that looks so speaking cool. Speaking of Batman, let's let's um, let's get to it. Batman came out, and if you guys saw um, Guggen's spoiler uh, free review, this is going to be the spoiler filled review. So, ooh, spoilers. But yeah, dude, so um, I made that video where I kind of, you know, gave my initial thoughts and, you know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the fucking movie. And again, it came out like, I think two weeks ago now and it's been crushing mm-hmm. it at the box office. I think it passed 400 mil uh, worldwide box office success, uh, critics wise success, audience wise success. We'll talk a little bit more about social media reactions to it a little bit later, but um. I'm curious, man. Let's let because uh, we haven't really talked about it because we've been mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, let's save it for the pod. What the fuck did you think about this Batman movie, man? This movie, like initially, I was like, okay, so where are we gonna go with this? Is this gonna be grounded in realism? Is this gonna be kind of caring? The differences between the few Batmans we've seen on screen now is between Bale's and Batflex. Is Batflex was not as grounded as in realism. You know, you had monsters, other stuff. So this one kind of takes us back to the grounded in realism. But I loved the fucking detective portion of it i loved like we already knew where this was kind of going sort of and it it went there full like uh 
Um, Matt Reeves kind of, he went in, as you say, balls deep into the fucking Batman <laughs> lore of the detail. And this took so many inspirations. And I read like the longest Halloween. I read year one. So it doesn't for, it, it did what worked, what works wonderfully for um, comic book movies is when you take it, you pay respect to the original source and then you do your own thing at the same time. And that's what was done here. So just off like, my initial thoughts when this ended was I was like, wow, they, they pulled it off. And this was probably, I would say after the dark Knight, this is my second favorite Batman movie. And that's fucking saying something, dude. Mm -hmm. Like for this to come out, especially like we haven't really had a Batman movie since Mm -hmm. the Nolan trilogy ended in 2012. I think it was when the dark Knight rises came out. I don't, Batman versus Superman. It's not a Batman movie, Uh -uh. you know, not singularly focused on him. And then also Justice League. Like, the more time that's gone by, like, yes, I like the extended cut of the Justice League. The extended cut of BVS was cool. But, like, after seeing this, it's like, I just want more of this because I love the Nolan trilogy so much. Um, You know, I even like The Dark Knight Rises, which people, you know, yes, it has its flaws, but. I just love that trilogy. It's probably my favorite trilogy of movies. Um, and The Dark Knight is probably my not just favorite comic book movie, but my favorite like film of all time. And just to hear that, like, hey, this new Batman movie came out and it's, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about exactly how close or how it stacks up against The Dark Knight. Because, you know, people have been going kind of ham on this movie for the past couple of weeks on social. But, um... It, it was it was amazing dude like it was a great fucking movie i was hyped because i saw like the the you know like the the word of mouth that was go- going out uh, around this movie when it was kind of coming out and how like the critics and stuff that saw it were just like whoa like blown away by it so as far as a batman movie goes just a batman movie this is probably the most accurate and kind of takes all of the inspiration like just a batman wise this is probably the most accurate and like batman movie ever made right I would say this movie does that within the first five minutes, you know? At first, when I saw it out, when he's doing his um, voiceover, which you later on find out he's doing his journey, uh, journal, or it's called The Gotham Project. And at first, I was like, ah, oh. like when he starts, I was like, oh, a voiceover. Like, it's rare. You didn't like that? No, when it first started off, oh, right? Okay. At first, I was like, okay, are they going to make this work? Because seldom does it work when the main character yeah. is doing a voiceover. Where it did work, it worked in the Sam Raimi. Um, Spider-Man films he does he starts us off with a narrative voiceover in those films too but those first five minutes of him lurking in the shadows I I think that encompasses why this is probably one of the because that's it like it shows you how scared this is how Batman's supposed to be like just his thought the criminals he could be anywhere in the shadows, how he does that voiceover and how they show you the fear of God that this man has put into the criminals of the city. That's Batman. You know, that that's his thing. That's his whole, he, he, and that's when a lot, like some of the, and we'll get into it, but some things people, it's very dark. It takes place mostly in the dark. Well, yeah, that, that's the whole character arc of this guy. And, they, dark night. Yes, they make you believe. And when that voiceover starts off, that five minutes starts off where you just see criminals all throughout Gotham doing stuff. And as soon as that nightlight hits the sky, they're like, oh, fuck. Like they double yeah. think. And that's what you that, that's what this character is supposed to do. And they kind of encompass that in the first five minutes of the film. And at that point, I was like, all right. They set the tone right, right away, away and yeah. we are off um to the races uh you know we'll do our review like we do most of our reviews where we're going to kind of talk about characters and interwine like our thoughts of the mm-hmm. story and everything like that so obviously we got to stop uh, start with robert pattinson yeah uh, i kept i kept in my spoiler review i kept calling him patson and my wife was like oh fuck are you gonna mess up the main guy's name and then like she just loved like it, by that the way. oh she loved it yeah, she she loved it, by the way, because she's a huge Robert Pattinson fan. It's like her celebrity crush. It was funny because we were talking about it, and she was just like, yeah, you know, she like, he's my celebrity crush, just like you have Margot Robbie as your celebrity crush. And, you know, she's like, it's fine. And I was like, yeah. And like, you know, Margot Robbie's married. She's like, you're married too, motherfucker. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but, um, no, no, she loved it. And it was funny because, like, um, this was probably, like, one of the 
movies where I actually heard her. She's like, I actually want to go watch it again in theaters. Which this we've only viewed it once, by yeah. the way. And I think we need to view this Multiple a few times. more times. I think there, there's so many stuff. And then with Robert Pattinson, so you know, we'll, we'll start with him, main guy. With Batman, I would say he is probably the best. Um, ba- this might just be recency bias, but to me, I would say he's Speak the best. Chest, he's the best. Ba- he's the best Batman, but he's not the best Bruce Wayne. No. And a part of that might actually have to do with the storytelling. I think he. Mm-hmm. This is. Fuck it. We'll get into the where does this stand with versus Dark Knight. To me, I feel like. If we're going to compare it, how Dark Knight, both trilogy-wise, how that trilogy started, this film definitely has the better um, intro into the yeah, trilogy. Yeah, compared to Batman Begins. So one. from here, it's like the sky's the limit. You know, you when that's what you'd compare it to, Batman Begins. So he did Batman justice more than I think anything Batman has gotten just, justice from. Um But his Bruce, maybe he'll build on to it. The other thing, it's the small intricate details the he's the first person and we've talked about this before where he removes the the cow and he has the he still has the batman makeup on you know like usually eye just black it, we could call it eye black i'm gonna call it batman, batman makeup <laughs> the summer collection and batman <laughs> blush See, it, now it's sephora but it, it, there's that and there's just this whole time you know he's still trying to figure out who he is and he's not the world's greatest detective you know yet He's not at this point. He's still he he's there's a few scenes where he fucks shit up and he's still learning like even. But that's what this is. is. This is Gotham Project year two. Mm-hmm. So I did what are like your that, thoughts? that that I, I like that that. Hey, like this isn't like the origin story. I, I you know, I, I compared this to kind of like Spider-Man Homecoming where they don't show his getting bit by the spider. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben dying because it's like, hey, man, like we've had Batman around for a long time now. Everybody knows his origin, pa- parents getting shot in the alley and stuff. And then I like how they put the twist on it. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, again, he picks up two years in. Uh, he's been doing this for a while and he's still figuring out how to do it, what he's doing. And he says, he's like, you know, I've been doing this for two years now, but crime is actually going up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, he's still figuring it out. And then I do like that. Like you said, he does have the fuck ups like the glider. He eats shit mm-hmm. when he comes down from the glider. And I like that because like, hey, this Batman's still learning and, uh, and you know, growing. And then and, and this what did you think about the suit? The, the glider part that see that it's like I said, it's the intricate um, details. This is the first time you see a Batman where he's about to jump off and the dude has hesitancy. He looks and he goes, oh, fuck, like. Whereas you, the other Batmans are just like, they have a death wish. They're just like, oh, okay, fuck it. This is a 20, like, I'm going to just jump off and we'll figure it out from there. And you see him have that hesitancy when he jumps off that building. So there's that. I think um, his gadgets and everything, it, the suit was fucking really cool. I want to see how they upgrade that. And then just little things like. I was gadgets like, like the contacts. We've never seen that before. Yeah. So that right right when you pick up in this film, you know, we're not going to do this film because it's three hours fucking long. This review would go way too long. But just little things like that when you see, you think he's being very like looking into every clue and you see the photo- uh, photographers are kind of like the crime scene investigators are looking at him and saying, oh, what the hell is he looking at? Let's take pictures of that, you know, because but he's really recording everything for him to analyze later on. So it's it's neat. It's neat stuff like that at the end when he pulls out like an adrenaline shot and gives it to himself. I was so, like, is that Venom? <laughs> that's what that's what people have been mm. thinking. Yeah. I, when I originally watched the movie, I was like, oh, he's giving himself adrenaline. I can't say the word. Adrenaline? Adrenaline. There mm-hmm. you go. Or is it Venom? People have been going back and forth. People are, Some people are saying, since it's like lime green yeah. and then the rage he gets behind it. Yeah. So, so you that think it could, could be Venom? It could be Venom. It could be a setup. Who knows? So it, it's stuff like that, I think. Um, and it, the uh, car, the Batmobile. That's where I was going to go. The that Bat- that fucking, mm-hmm. the, the, the car chase scene with him and Penguin, I had so much anxiety like watching that because it's pouring rain and they're just fucking going crazy. And that's, and then like, you know, how it ends with the shot. We see it in the trailer. Yeah. But the shot of, you know, Penguin looking out at him upside down and he's like walking towards him. It's like, dude, it kind of has that. I love that. Um, Every every time he has him come in, right, even in the beginning, he, you see him like emerge from the shadows and the boots 
it kind of has this noir like cowboy esque like you, like spurs almost you know but it's no but you see like mm-hmm. he a lot of people and I was one of these people were like fuck he's gonna be Batman and once again here I am eating my That's word like, I, was yeah, like, I, I never like to really make comments on casting now yeah I think I've learned my lesson from that because how many times has it happened people have done this with Heath Ledger you know people did this with um, Christian Bale people did it to Ben Affleck. And I think Ben Affleck, I would feel like personally to me, for that world, he was a good Batman. Was he the most grounded in reality Batman? No. Um, but he, he was good, you know. But this... I just need to go on a couple-minute rant. All right, go for it. I am so over the Snyderverse bullshit, bro. Hmm. I'm so over fucking... Like, DC fans, dude. Like, you have a great fucking Batman movie. It's a great setup. The world that they build in it is awesome. Not everything needs to be connected. I don't want to see this Batman anywhere near Superman or the other Justice League. I want this to be more so of like a Nolan-esque. Like, it's his world. It's his trilogy. We see all his fucking supervillains and stuff, and it just do real justice to that. It's a great movie. We don't need to fucking shit on this. We don't need to compare. Batfleck, the biggest thing that we see in this movie, which has been a fucking ground like 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 the absolute thing about batman and also spider-man and stuff is like we don't kill we don't cross that line we've always seen that yeah they even have the no guns here in this one again which was yeah. bat fucking batflex is just mowing people down with like a gatlin gun <laughs> and it's just like i remember as soon as i saw that in bvs i was just like i remember i was in the theater i was like what the fuck and he's just like running people over. I was like, oh, you know, and then it's like, I kind of bought into it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a more uh, hurt Batman. He's more, he's been doing it a long It's just like, dude, the Bat, the Snyderverse stuff is done. Mm-hmm. Congrats. You guys started an online campaign. We got the extended cut of the Justice League. It was okay. Was it better than this? No. God, no. We don't need to see any more of that. Like, that's it. Cool. Let's see what happens with Aquaman 2. You know, James Wan is doing his thing with Aquaman. Um, Patty Jenkins, uh, hopefully she'll bounce back from Wonder Woman 1984 um, and, you know, do more service to that character. We got the Flash movie coming out. Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore. Stop with this fucking shitting on this movie because it's not Batflick. It's not this. It's not that. It's like, dude... DC used to be the butt of the joke for so many years, Jess. And I made hey, most of those jokes. You did. But look at this now. <laughs> the Joker, the Suicide Squad. We got Peacemaker, this Batman movie. Yeah. Like, they're on a little bit of a streak. Enjoy this. Like, be happy that fucking they're making good, like, just as long as they're making good, good movies. Yeah. And that's what DC, like, Brass came out and said. That, like, moving forward, our main thing is to just to get good filmmakers and make good films. Um you know, like not everybody could do what Marvel's doing, dude, and they don't need to. Because like, that honestly, that was their biggest failure. They they tried to copy Marvel, and they didn't do good with it. Instead, now this is working. So why, wh- why, why go back to that? Let let's move on from why it. complain yeah, and bitch and moan, dude. Enjoy the film. It was a great film. I think. Um, this is like I said, Batman's a detective. It's detective comics. This is the most grounded and most well like Batman. This is the most detective work that we see him yeah. do so, on screen. Ever. Right? I would yeah. say you got some of this in Dark Knight when he's analyzing the forensics bull uh, blueprints and stuff, but like no, this is actually like him doing like he's decoding so let's go while we're in characters now we'll go to riddler you know he's a villain and it seems like a lot of inspiration was taken from the zodiac killer kind of um what were your thoughts on the riddler did you how how did you feel i thought the character of the riddler was cool um his look when we're first introduced to him uh you know where he's stalking the mayor in his mansion he shows up behind him I thought Paul Dano did a good job with the subtleness of things that he would do, like after he killed somebody or hurt somebody, just the breathing, kind of like the perverted, like satisfaction that he would get from doing that. Um, I thought like, you know, his overall laid out plan, Mm -hmm. you know, you're the Riddler. Um, You got to be like the smartest guy. You got to have a well laid out plan and how 
they kind of show that and then what the plan was and how he kind of plays everybody like a pawn I thought was good and then at the same time as leaving riddles and you said Batman's not the greatest detective yet but man is that motherfucker fast with some riddles yeah just like boom that's the answer to it and then um like I I like the parallel that he was doing with Batman where you know Batman's like I'm vengeance I'm striking fear I'm cleaning up the streets so what I was thinking when I was watching the movie is like okay so Batman is kind of cleaning up the blue collar criminals like the bank robbers and things like that and then uh Riddler is going after like the white collar the elite scumbag corrupted people and he's like i'm going that route and i'm cleaning them up so that's why him himself he's like hey like we're doing the same thing here except bruce doesn't kill people and he's like going he's actually killing these people and he's like and i like how they kind of had the story interweaving and my biggest thing is dude if you're gonna have a bad guy have the bad guy have a good motive yeah Uh, the people that are just bad for the sake of being bad they're never really like really compelling villains. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the Riddler? No, I thought he was great. And that's one of the things. And so Batman says that in his Gotham Project Journal at one point, he goes, I think crime's actually going up. He goes, instead of it. And, and Riddler kind of seems to have taken inspiration from what the Batman's doing, you know? So he's inspired. This is the opposite of what he wants to do. And if you go through his clues, his notes and stuff like that, there's where he goes, I know what I must have to become, I think is like underlined in one of the things. So he sees Batman and he says, okay, he kind of takes hope from him and he inspires a whole bunch of other people. And when he's like queuing on or something. Yeah. Like that was so weird. But, (laughs) and to him, how his, his villain background story is to, and how it plays in with Batman, I think is so good with, he was also an orphan, right? And that's why he doesn't like Bruce Wayne. Cause he thinks, well, you're a fake orphan. Yeah. You're an orphan, but really, were you an orphan? Like, and then the project with Thomas Wayne and everything, I think this was great for who the Riddler's supposed to be. I've seen some people make some complaints about, well, I wanted more Riddler or the Riddler wasn't really like the showdown was anticlimactic. The Batman is. Have you seen this guy throughout the film? He beats the fucking shit out of like, like everyone. You think Paul Dano's Riddler is gonna go toe to toe with this Batman? No. Instead, he actually beats him in a battle of wits. Batman actually at the end doesn't even. He doesn't see it coming. That's why he even says it when. Yeah, he's a little eccentric. He was a little over the top at the end when he's in the uh, performance custody. wise. Yeah, and, and, I, I, I didn't really like yeah, that either. When he starts like singing and, and crying and stuff. When he's in custody, like, but. At that point, he realizes you're not. He goes, you didn't get it. He didn't get it because he didn't see the bigger picture. So I think that to that aspect of it, he was perfect for the Riddler. Because what other on-screen Riddler have we seen so far? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. So, which in its own movie, I guess, was good. But no, he he delivered what he was supposed to deliver. And I think this is the best way you're going to bring out the Riddler without having him being corny. And like a lot of things that I expected him to do, and he kind of goes there, was... This um any and like I said, this movie takes a lot of inspiration from a lot of different things, including the Arkham games. In the Arkham games, you have the Riddler who's kind of like Jigsaw from the Saw. You know, he has these traps and contraptions, and you see that here. We have the neck bomb. We have that rat like um cage trap. It's like so, yeah. I think what you set out to do for this film, he's they a did. grounded character. character. Yeah, like yeah, and it works out. And, I think, and I, he wins. I, I really do feel like he wins because he has the Batman work for him, essentially. And like the part where he says, "Bringing, bring the, um, bring the rat to the light, or bring him to the," and he does his job with Carmine uh, Falcone. So, yeah, do you want to talk a little about Carmine Falcone here? Yeah, uh, John uh, Turturro, and it was Paul Dano as the Riddler, and you know, he, yeah. Paul Dano is one of the best actors working right now. So John Turturro, uh, we've seen him in, like, you know, he's been I, around I couldn't forever. stop he's, thinking of Mr. Deeds. Like I said, too, yeah. I was like, ah, he was hilarious. Hit my foot again. <laughs> Mr. Deeds, don't mess with the Zoan. Yeah, don't mess with it. <laughs> he was also in a, the Transformer films, you know? So yeah. you're always just used to this guy as, um, you know, as more of a comedic relief character, stuff like that. But it was nice to see him play... Um, Pretty much like, so this film doesn't center around. That's why I think a lot of people are like, villain-wise, Riddler was strong, but it could have been like 
a better like you know better villain i've seen some of that kind of feedback but this film like has more than one villain you know you yeah. you kind of under you are inter- they're slowly introducing a rogues gallery with carmine Fa- uh, carmine falcone with um the penguin you know we'll so talk we'll talk about him, about him but i think he did what he was meant to be like he, he was a good mob he, boss. he was a good mob boss and he's potentially the reason the Batman is the Batman as to where he may have been behind Joe Chill killing um, Martha and Thomas Wayne. So, So, you know, it comes out that that's what it happened. There was a a fucking... The story of this movie was great, Mm -hmm. dude. I honestly really like the story that there was a reporter. He was right when Thomas was running for mayor. He was writing stuff about Martha's childhood where her parents apparently had a murder-suicide and um and she was in and out of like mental institutions and stuff like that and then so um, th- th- that's what's cool is they make her an arkham so two of the biggest founding families of gotham are the waynes and the arkhams and this is like one of the first one where she was actually an arkham and she was in that her own asylum which i thought was neat wow. so she was from the arkham family so i thought that was um that was neat and that's what he's trying to combat right there like just the fucking world building yeah like like yeah so he's like hey like i've tried talking to this guy he won't stop writing so carmine like can you go scare him and then carmine's like cool kills him (laughs) and then and he does it because he's like hey thomas wayne is the wealthiest one of the most important one of the most powerful people in gotham and i got dirt on him now Mm mm-hmm so it was a power play and then you know uh we, we and then it's like i like how that thomas wayne and martha they had their own baggage they mm-hmm. weren't just these perfect people and then um you know we actually have uh bruce kind of lose faith he's like i've been doing all this because like you know because my parents are great but it turns out they weren't they were kind of just like these other people and then you know we have that moment with alfred andy circus playing alfred like the man just came out of a coma. I know, and he's and really you're like, like, you lied, Alfred. <laughs> like, and then you know, Alfred kind of you know tells him like, hey, no man, like your dad was a good person. He didn't think Carmine would do all that, and then, and that's ultimately what happens. And um, you know, like just just how they interwoven all of that. And again, John Turturro had a good performance, just like him and his like mafioso family. And then, yeah, the big story here is that the Wayne Foundation was donating a billion dollars to the orphans. And after he died, Carmine, the DEA, all of these other important people in Gotham just fucking latched into it and took that money and it didn't go to the orphans, which is why we get the Riddler. And then also how you interwine fucking um, Carmine with fucking... Uh, Catwoman, like, what did you think about that? That's actually uh, lifted Zoe from Kravitz's. the. That's lifted from the comics too. There's actually a, where she's the daughter of um, the mob vice, mob boss Carmine Falcone, and I thought that like their on-screen chemistry towards the end, like just how, like I said, going back to from comedic roles to how different he is, especially when he has his one-on-one with both characters, even. Um, Batman and Catwoman who's never called Catwoman in this film yet Mm -hmm. so that's how you know this is base we're setting this up you know and he has that talk about he goes you know when your dad operated on me I saw you and you were there like it gets very like he goes I feel like each and every one of those like that's why there's so much world building that you kind of miss in this I think if just from a one play if you watch this but and he really never has that relationship with her and you can tell it's there at Batman even assumes they're like that she's in like his lover or something, you know, at one point for them to, did you see that going there at the end where she turns out to be the daughter? I totally forgot. And then like at one point I, I when the movie, I don't read comics. Yeah. So I had no idea. You're our comic guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I thought, yeah, it was, you know, the way that he kind of approaches her in the underground club that they have going on. I thought, yeah, like, you know, and Batman says it too, like you have a relationship well, with him. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, that was a cool little twist where, you know, she had a fucked up childhood too, man. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and and I like how they uh, interwoven that. And, you know, and then it's like he actually murdered her mom. Mm-hmm. And then she wants to kill him. Yeah, this and guy's then, just a scumbag. And then he mm-hmm. killed her friend. And then there's little subtle oh, yeah. things about him, which you catch, like I said, Batman's second year into the detective um, part, portion of it. When she comes to talk to Carmine, and um or no penguin actually and he's showing her pictures i think of her and her friend 
and then in the pictures her friend that's gone missing is wearing the boots right and then he looks at the picture he looks at how her reaction is to seeing the picture of that girl and then he sees she's wearing the boots at that time that she's borrowed from her and that's why he goes and peeping toms her pretty much like, yeah that just, was <laughs> a bit much <laughs> but um man. you know like so again just like how we already have batman doing his thing we already have selena mm-hmm. doing her thing um already in it doing her own thing and then you touched on the penguin yeah god damn colin farrell man that was i completely forgot that was colin farrell throughout this whole film and every time he came on and that's what i hate about people saying this film doesn't have comedy i feel like every time he comes on there was like an aspect of comedy to this film yeah. like he's like kind of the comic relief yeah. um he has some of the funniest lines like even when like the scenes that he has with batman i was just like captivated every single time like seeing them both like having the you know where he goes to question him and then like you know them just having their back and forth so it was perfect dude mm-hmm. and I'm, i can't wait to see more of him the look the sound nothing like Colin Farrell, dude, but he fucking hits it. Mafioso, mob boss, penguin. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, like he has some of the funniest lines mm-hmm. in the movie where, um, like, uh, where they, you know, they, after the upside down car crash scene, um, Gordon and, um, fucking, you know, Batman are grilling him. They have him tied up and he's like, why'd you guys take like, uh, time to get in fucking like sink or har- harmonize or something like that. And it was just like, dude, he crushed. Yeah. And they, I think you mentioned that he waddles. Yeah. When, he's, when he like, has cuffed. this chank sign, he's like waddling away. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. hilarious. And then he thinks yeah, when he like, has the shackles on, yeah, when he has the shackles on, but, um, mm-hmm. And then how he comes at, like, Falcone and stuff. Like, he knows at the end, when this is set up, right, when this movie ends, Gotham's still for the taking. And this is going to, like he said, Batman hasn't, one thing that he's learned from this, right, he needs to be a better Bruce. He's a good Batman. But one of the biggest things is when he tries to get into that club, he has to have, like, that fight, all that shit. And then when he goes as Bruce, he kind of just walks his way in, mm-hmm. you know? so that's He goes there, I think, three times. Yeah. Three different times. First, fights his way in. Bruce walks his way yeah. in. And then the third time, he sneaks in. He sneaks in. And so I think that's another aspect he's still learning to this. Because this Batman is just rah, rah, rah. He's just kind of, he's just like beating the shit out of us. He's Vengeance, not being yeah. sneaky. He's getting shot at all the time. Whereas I think he's going to learn to be more of more discreet, more stuff like that. I think that's what I'm saying. This is such a good film because you're going to build on to this character. If this is the entry to this and there's going to be two more... There, the sky's the limit. And you're already setting up a rogues gallery. You have Catwoman, who's becoming Catwoman. You have the Penguin, who's going to become the Penguin. He's not completely, like, there yet. Now, and he then, just has that power grab yeah, at the end, yeah. you know, where he's like, oh, Carmine's gone. Now Somebody's going to run this. Like, yeah. I'm fucking, you know, just sweeps right in. So it's just, and so I think the other thing when, with Bruce, seeing that he has to learn how to operate as Bruce, because had he been paying attention to the Wayne Fund, maybe you could have prevented that, you know, maybe you could have prevented the embezzling. So you get to, I think you'll get to learn that because what we, what a lot of the stuff that, you know, they kind of drove home in the original um, Nolan trilogy in the first movie is you kind of have a similar scene in that with uh, Zoe Kravitz um, is he has the mask, you know, in the first, uh, in Batman Begins and where, um, I forget, I forget the characters. Uh, dang, I've already, um, you know, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal who played her cause she, this was a new character. They invented Rachel. Rachel. There you go. Rachel Dawes. Um, she goes, you know, this isn't your mask. Like this is your mask. Like the yeah. other mask isn't. And she kind of says this at the end where she wants him to run away with her to Bloodhaven where, um, which is another con- this is the first time i think we hear a mention of bloodhaven in the batman films and that's where uh, nightwing is kind of and so it's bordering gotham so she kind of tells him to go with her and then she sees the light hit this guy and she goes you already spoken for so his thing is that's who bat- he is batman bruce wayne is his alter ego so that's another thing he's learning in this and at the end he yeah, does and, go and, the, and yeah in this movie he has no interest in being bruce mm-hmm. he, he doesn't dedicated to being Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's what we have Andy Serkis, uh, Alfred tells him a couple of times. And then, you know, it's not really that buddy-buddy relationship with Alfred either. Mm -hmm. Um, 
they're not that friendly with each other you know he's just like eh. like you know like they don't have the best relationship yet and then you do see, see that starting to kind of build at the end yeah. uh but yeah you, you know he he's just like i'm fully and you know he says that to him too. he's like you're gonna lose everything you gotta like you know pay attention and then like he's not going out in public he's not making anything so mm -hmm. that's why in the funeral scene when he goes up people are like oh shit like bruce is here and yeah so like that, i think that was one of the biggest knocks that people had about this movie where it's like or about pattinson altogether like oh his batman's cool but his bruce is terrible it's just this emo bruce and stuff and you know like you said this is kind of the introduction to the character yeah it's and the then, arc you see it from the beginning to the end you see it in the beginning like he fucking like even when he goes to breakfast like he doesn't like the light but then he realizes he has to become more at the, towards the end of the film he's out there in the day helping people from the flood he has to realize he has to be like kind of that's his whole thing yeah he's learning like he loses and essentially this film he doesn't win the riddler gets what he wants he's submerged gotham in fucking yeah, water he killed falcon yeah but this is that's the whole point this isn't no he like this is his thing he's learning he has to be more than this guy that just lurks in the shadows at night he has right. to become the hope and like for gotham and come out during the day too and you see him finally do that towards the end so yeah, yeah so that that's what he he realizes that where after he beats the fuck out of that guy after injecting himself. Yeah. When they, when they unmask that guy, like, who are you? And he says, I'm vengeance. And that's when he realized, like, oh, fuck, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. And like you said, this movie is Batman realizing he can't r just be, I'm striking fear into criminals' hearts. I'm vengeance. I'm going to beat everybody up. It's like, I need to be a symbol of hope. People yeah. need to see that light and they need to see hope. And that's you know what ultimately yeah. he realizes and that guy what, was that guy that was so cool is that guy was there at the funeral scene he's that was the, the guy right that was the guy that tells him oh it's good good that this guy died and yeah, stuff my, like that they never had justice for my daughter or something and yeah so yeah so, so that's and then that that's where we're gonna see him grow uh mm -hmm. so it's gonna be using bruce and batman mm -hmm. moving forward but then you know Yes, people are saying like, oh, no, you, you can't just be like, oh, this is going to get better. His character is going to get better. So you got to judge this. Judging it alone, yes. His Batman was dope. Mm -hmm. His Bruce, we don't see much. But I think that's not on Pattinson. That's more so on the story. And my question to you is, do we really want to see this Bruce be the eccentric kind of playboy like we saw Bill where he just walks in and buys buys restaurants and stuff like that? Do we really want to see this? I don't think, no, I, I think that's a different that that bruce works for that film you want to see a bruce in this and then but i don't think it's going to be up to that level where he's running around in lamborghinis and doing all that stuff you want to see him be more bruce yeah do you want him to see him get better at stuff like that but no i don't really want i don't think it'll work for his tone because that would be a complete tonal shift from who he is as batman you know he's he's gonna struggle with that but it's like people are already like i think you try to nitpick this film people have seen said there's not comedy in it there's there's a lot of quips in here which i thought were hilarious like the thumb drive i, I was like i thought that was funny like he got a lot of cats you got a lot of cats the part where he punches gordon and then um he goes you talk, could, yeah we haven't talked about uh, yeah. jeffrey wright's jim gordon yeah. uh that much yet um and again dude he was good i think this is the most uh I, again i said this in my uh, non-spoiler review i don't know how to fucking gauge this but the most I, I would i would say that in this movie we see the most screen time of gordon and bruce or batman working together on screen than we have in the other movies mm -hmm. uh because i know in the nolan trilogy uh we do see gordon and uh, you know batman working together and again in this one uh gary oldman's uh bruce uh, uh, jim, uh jim gordon in the past but um but they already have a working relationship yeah you know this is year two um we already have a working relationship with them. He's just a lieutenant. The commissioner actually dies. So now next movie, Gordon's probably going to be commish. And then, you know, uh, in the beginning and kind of throughout the movie, all you get the disdain from all the other cops and all the other people like, you know, Gordon, what are you doing? Bringing this vigilante in here and everything like that. Um, you know, not being the most welcoming. And then at the end of the movie, you do start to kind of see them being more open and more welcoming with it. But I thought Jeffrey Wright, you know, crushed. Um, some of the social stuff was like, you know, it is always weird. I always think it's weird because for me, it's more so characters like 
how is the person playing the character uh these are all comic book characters their yeah. race doesn't really matter like i didn't even notice you know with with i, I thought jeffrey wright did a great job as james gordon i don't yeah. think james gordon necessarily needs to be you know like that's what i'm not just, even, i'm not even gonna give that i'm not even gonna give that time because yeah. it's it's not necessary i thought it's this film bullshit. yeah it is so i i thought he for he killed it like you even show and that's how this film shows you they're so raw into it even the bat signal he has he doesn't have it at the police station yet he has it in some kind of like on like it's a building under construction and the bat signal itself is super raw it's just like seems like it's charged to like make it up you know and then their whole character you can see their relationship is like batman and his point when he when he gets arrested there's like a part where he kind of feels disappointed because he thinks gordon's against him too you know at one point he even says that like to him like not you you know kind of so at, that scene of yeah. him escaping mm -hmm. from the fucking police that, station that, was dope and th that's what i'm saying people say there's no quips he has like two three quips just in that scene like there's a part where like the other cops like getting him he goes now i got you for assaulting an officer he goes now you can have me for he like gets in his face he goes you can have me for assaulting three because he's like threatening him and like come on that's cold like batman's like i'll mm -hmm. fuck you up and then he like punches him when he escapes and he's like, you could have pulled your punch. And he's like, I did <laughs> like, like, come so on, dude, there's comedy in this, the, the fucking flying rat. Like, yeah, like there's, so, let's, let's, let's put a nice little bow on our, on our fucking, it's, it's a Batman, dude. We got to go an hour in on the Batman. Yeah, fucking, to, you know, look at you. You got, you got your Batman stuff all over the place. And so, um, okay. So I have some questions here for you. Mm -hmm. This is the, you know, at the end, we see uh, Barry Keoghan. I think that's how you pronounce his name. We recently just saw him in the Marvels uh, playing Druig. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he was listed as Gotham, uh, un unnamed Gotham prisoner mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so we get that teaser or we get that little scene with him talking to uh, Paul Dano's Riddler at the end of the movie. What do we think? Is this the Joker? Yeah. Cause he, I think the, the the main thing he says like, oh, people think you're a clown. So yeah. He's in Gotham, or he's in Arkham already. So is do what 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 are your thoughts on that? Like, is he already the Joker, and Batman's already put him away? Is he gonna become the Joker? Do we want to see him? You know. I I think um, I think he's already the Joker because we see the smile, right? He's got this. Mm -hmm. He's got the wicked smile, and at the end, like the laughter. So. When all I was not expecting that, by the way, like when it came up, when he came, when you, when he's in there at the end, he's kind of like cheering him up and he gives him that riddle about him being his friend or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, damn, I didn't need it. I didn't, that to me was my post-credit scene. I seen a lot of people bitch about like, there's no post-credit scene and stuff like that. So did you know there's actually a deleted scene supposedly where he actually is supposed to come and talk to him? kind of like get information from him which might show up in the blu-ray about riddler mm -hmm. or batman batman yeah mm. so i think he's already the joker at this point okay. if that's what the deleted scene is supposedly matt reeves has said there was a scene where he goes to arkham and talks to him to uh, we do get a little bit of a teaser in the end of batman begins mm -hmm. for the joker where it's just gordon saying to batman this next guy leaves a business card and it's the plane you know the joker card you know but in here so we do get that little bit of scene okay my next question to you is grounded reality uh kind of in this movie mm -hmm. which villains do you want to see in the next couple movies um so like we already i think i want to see them build more on penguin i think that's mm -hmm. going to be really good i don't see penguin becoming like a main character but kind of more i i see him as a he has more growth i think already as he is and more of a face-off with him we are going to obviously get the Joker. I, I think I want to see how they do, um, how they would do Bane in this. Mm -hmm. re in the, and I know people are like, these are all old people, but like you've already seen them on screen. Batman's rogues gallery is huge. There's so many people yeah. that they could do. These are, these are some of the villains we've already seen. Yeah. I'm just referring to the Nolan trilogy, Scarecrow, Ra's al Ghul, yeah. Joker, Bane, Two-Face. So these are five characters his prominent characters and you know i think riddler matching him in wits and then you do kind of you know switch that over to somebody that matches his physicality like a bane are there other characters that kind of matches physicality like that i think Ra's I think al ghul does a bit of both killer croc does that that would be cool to see how they would be able to do him it, it's always hard with people like killer claw uh killer croc there's people 
you know who else would work and we haven't seen in a while and i think would work in this uh this universe because the last time we saw him same thing like uh riddler was very campy if they did a non-campy version of mr freeze that's that, what's been kind of being tossed around yeah uh, i think matt reeves talked about kind of wanting to do a grounded mr freeze and again mm -hmm. you know like i think they could pull it off mm -hmm. i don't think it's going to be like the arnold one <laughs> but yeah i i think grounded because his story is pretty tragic like yeah. his wife uh, dies and he like freezes her and he's trying to get her back and i think yeah i think that could definitely be done i more so want to see some of his characters that we haven't seen on the screen yet uh, on the big screen yet so uh, talon's like another one i think a lot of people have talked about the car court of owls so talon so can you tell me a little bit about the court of owls because that's been thrown around a lot lately. so the biggest thing about the court of owls is it's like the secret society that existed that kind of controls gotham like underground you know so a lot of people when they thought when he talks about a lot of people thought it was going to work into this because when he says how am i connected you know and how how do I play into this? People thought this was going to kind of take from the Court of Owls as to where Mar it shows that the Waynes are one of the families that are involved in this, you know? So that's kind of how it plays into it. I think that was kind of like a throw. That was kind of wasn't really... Because if they're... Unless they go more into Arkham's, uh, Martha Wayne and Bruce Wayne's involvement into it, but that's kind of one thing where he's been, even Robert Pattinson's been kind of teasing it. I think he has an interview where he talks about the Court of Owls and being in the sequel or stuff like that. I think he says it's a really good comic or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So. My next one is, who is Hush? Uh, Hush was Thomas Elliot, I believe. Because they redid the Hush character so many times. Like, um, I'm trying, I don't know if I'm getting Hush mixed up with he reconstructed his face like is that clayface or somebody no it's not clayface clayface okay. was like an actor who had an accident and then he became clayface hush was more of like a a friend of like bruce bruce wayne's and then he became um i think the riddler is kind of involved in that story too he's kind of like a super villain who kind of comes over and takes over from what i remember i don't remember hush's accurately he tries to take over bruce wayne he's kind of like as a as a child he's like grows up with them he's a childhood friend of bruce's and they have like a wealthy family too but his thing goes i think his um i think uh in in those comics it's kind of where Cal you know how carmon falcone was saved by him um in this one it was thomas wayne like saves uh somebody that killed his father and that's why he kind of always has like this thing against the wains and everything like that i love it man this is what fucking i couldn't wait to do this review because i knew you're like a fucking encyclopedia when it comes to batman yeah so, good so. shit hey that's our that's our any closing thoughts i think uh, just give it a rating me solid nine and a half out of ten yeah i would say it's a solid you know i was gonna give it a nine but after talking about this and thinking about it so much i'm gonna bump it up to a nine and a half out of ten too yeah. And is this better than The Dark Knight? No. For me, no. Just because I felt like as good as it was, if you go back, still pull up any clip that Heath Ledger's in, in The Dark Knight, it's just, there's just magnetism to that performance. And I think that's why I say that this might be the best, like, Batman-esque centered movie, mm -hmm. like, you know, or like accurate that's been made. But I think that's the thing about the Dark Knight, man. Joker's Heath's performance is generational. Um, I, you know, and then how that was like pop culture wise. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I remember you grabbed me at your house and put a knife to my face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, like mm, I was it's totally hard. unnecessary. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to separate, you know, movies with the feelings you had when you watched the movies. The Dark Knight's always going to hold a special place in my heart man 2008 was a magical time we were in high school uh i think dark knight really bonded us because that's when we really like you know like fell in love more with cinema and movies and stuff like that and ever since 2008 fucking comic book movies and everything like that just fucking popped off and that's always going to be uh, i'm always going to remember the dark knight with just it's such it holds like it did the feelings that i had around the movie it was just such a great time and um but movie wise too like i think um obviously heath's is probably the best performance of a villain like in 
all of comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that one really people left that one talking more about Heath than they actually did about Bruce and Batman and stuff. And I think this one, people left a lot more talking about Batman, uh, versus, you know, the Riddler and everybody like that, which as it should be, you know, Batman really is the main character in this movie. He's on screen so much. We get so much of him. And, um, I think pop culture wise, this one was really good too. Like, you know, like it's been popping off on social, um, on, on Twitter and everything like that. And, um, you know, there's been like the people hit it, hating on it. The, a lot of the hate that I've heard is of those bat flag people, Snyder verse people that are really nitpicking at it and stuff like that. And then, but Hey man, I love the fuck out of this movie. I definitely like that was after one viewing. I can't wait to watch it again. Cause I just know when we go watch it again, we're going to pick up so many more intricate details. Um, you know, moving forward, uh, Jess, any closing thoughts? No, I think we laid it all out there for like the last hour. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to rewatch this and I'll probably pick up some stuff like over again with it. Um, I think there's probably like, there's probably Easter eggs and stuff we left over. Were you mad that there was no, that was one of the things where they, were you mad that there was no uh, post credit scene? They have a post credit oh, scene, by the way. It's a, it's a little quick thing. Yeah. And you had to go on like a website and then mm-hmm. you see other stuff, but like, Hey man, like it's cool. I knew it's not a Marvel movie. They're, why why do know? people always have to like, why, why can't you just have the both best of like, people are on like online, like shitting on Spider-Man now. And then some people are like shitting on this. Like, this is why we can't have nice things. You can't people. wait till Dr. Strange comes out. So then people can start shitting on this, but <laughs> it's, I don't get it. Like the, really the, 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 the comic book fans are like, come on guys, we got to enjoy this. But, um, that's going to do it for our, our Batman, uh, spoiler review, uh, drop down. If you're not, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, Drop down in the comments what you thought about the movie, uh, what villains you want to see coming out. You know, again, if you like the movie or not, uh, leave us your rating as well. And then um, for the pod, Jess, I think that's, you know, it's a wrap. Uh, Very loaded episode this week. Um, You know, thank you guys for listening, like we always say, and uh, rate and review. Uh, the show that always that's that's really is a big help for us because that kind of helps put the show out there more get off your ass and rate us guys <laughs> share it, it. yeah if you want to be a successful podcast listener i guess i don't know <laughs> um uh, miles of our pod on twitter uh miles of our productions on youtube please do subscribe to our youtube channel um and then uh miles apart productions i believe on tiktok miles apart the miles apart podcast, podcast on, on instagram, instagram. Yep. And uh, until next time, this is Jess and Gug and signing off. Bye-bye.